All right, bradcooney.com would like to welcome back to the show the legendary drummer from Quiet Riot, Mr. Frankie Benali. Thanks, Frankie. Appreciate you joining me. Always happy to chat with the legendary Brad Cooney. Yeah, listen to this, man. I'm getting praises from the legendary Frankie Benali. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, real quick, before we get into the, to the new record, um, everybody saw the press release, so I'm not going to get into that so much. I just want to give an opportunity to maybe talk to the fans about all the love and support they've been showing you over the last day or so. Yeah, it's it's been pretty um, overwhelming. Um, it's it's a it's been a very humbling experience. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I I had I had no idea um, of the um, of the magnitude of the love and the prayers uh, and the positive messages of support that I've received worldwide uh, from fans and friends uh, via both Facebook and private messages, <clears throat> excuse me, um, and uh, text messages and emails. It's, it's like I said, it's, uh, it's very heartwarming and, uh, and it just makes it possible for me to, uh, to continue to fight the good fight. And that's what's, that's, that's what's the most important thing. I mean, even Rolling Stone, you're getting like international coverage man it was just good to see um, all the love all right so let's get right into this new record hollywood cowboys i listened to it i love this record um i guess i guess touch on a little bit about like how long this this was in the works well you know traditionally i start to work on new music um as soon as the previous record uh is done <laughs> even before it came out yeah. um so even before uh, our previous album road rage came out i had already started writing again with my writing partner neil citron um you know a couple of years ago so the the music you know evolved over time and uh, I'm, I'm really happy with the with the way the record turned out. I wanted it to be um, a more diverse Quiet Ride record. So it's got a lot of things from everything from, you know, a standard, you know, big arena rock anthem uh, type songs to some heavier double bass drum pieces to uh, an even uh, an interesting blues track on it. So I'm very happy with the way the record turned out. Yeah, the blues track is a very, very good song. In fact, I liked every song on the record. Um, some more than others, but all of them were good. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely. Listen, it's 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 whatever one person likes that another person may not like. They may like something else on exactly. the record. So, uh, and that's that's really is what your goal is: is to keep moving forward with the music uh, and to hopefully, um, you know, uh, obviously I want to please myself with the record but i also want to make sure that the fans are pleased uh, with what they get whether it be one song or all the songs um another another topic of course is james durbin uh, leaving le- you guys um parted ways i got a lot of people hitting me up on once once they found that i was going to interview you that was a hot topic can you touch on that at all about about what happened with james durbin yeah, basically, uh, James, uh, wanted to, uh, wanted to quit, um, and, uh, so we accepted that, um, but within 24 hours of him doing so, um, he had been replaced by, uh, Jesse Pearl, who had been with the band previously for, uh, nearly three years, mm. um, and before I reached out to potential other vocalists, uh, to audition for Quiet Ride, I wanted to touch base with Jizzy first and see if he would be interested in returning, uh, because I've always liked Jizzy. I've always respected him. I love the way he sings, and I always thought that he was a great fit for Quiet Riot, and I was very pleased to find out that, uh, 
that he was very happy to come back on board. So it was a very seamless process. I mean, it's unfortunate that we have to now promote um, a, a record that's not even out yet. It doesn't yeah. come out until November 8th with a vocalist that's no longer in the band. But you know what? All things must pass, as George Harrison said. Yeah, so true. And then, of course, when you guys hit the road um, touring this record, Jizzy will be right there on, on the stage. And um, it'll be an easy, I think it's, it should be an easy transition. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, Jizzy's been with the band now. He's done, uh, I think, probably about a half a dozen dates. And uh, and everything has, uh, has flowed as it should flow with all things Quiet Riot. Was that the natural thing to do? It was just like, just like call Jizzy first. Well, it, it, he was the first person that came to my mind um, mm-hmm. for a couple of reasons. Again, as I said, you know, I love the way he sings. I love his uh, stage persona. Uh, he's a great performer, and uh, and he's a total pro. And those are those are things that you want to incorporate into any band. Um, so before going out into uncharted territory, yeah. um, I wanted to see if he would be interested to uh, to come back on board with Quiet Riot. Um, so it all worked out, I think, to to everyone's uh, benefit. And the good thing about that is you know what you're getting with him because you you have that experience already. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I, you know, I know what I'm getting with Jizzy, and Jizzy knows what he's getting with mm-hmm. uh, with Quiet Riot. So there's there's no surprises. Yeah, it's kind of like like companies that like to hire within because it's a it's a real crapshoot when you when you take interviews and hire somebody that's outside. You don't know you don't know what you can get, so it's it's, it's really a smart move sometimes just to, just to hire within you know within. Well, I was very pleasantly surprised when uh, when the news broke um, that Jesse was returning to the band because I didn't know um, I didn't know how that was going to be viewed, uh, but I was in. Incredibly uh, and happily surprised that the feedback was was amazing. Yeah. Um, everybody felt that uh, that Jizzy was always the right fit for the band, which is something I agree with. Uh, and we're very fortunate to have him back involved with Quiet Riot. I'm very happy with the way things are right now, and hopefully things will continue to go well as we move into the uh, 2020 touring cycle. I'm seeing that too on, on all my social media that he's getting very very uh, very well recepted uh, back in. For sure. Yeah, he's great. Listen, he's, he's he's a seasoned pro. He knows what he's doing, uh, and uh, and he's quite the character, which uh, <laughs> which I enjoy. He's he's his own person, and I'd rather have somebody be their own person than than trying to be something that they're not. Because you you know you know what you're getting uh, in that situation, and he's always been very upfront that way. And uh, again, he's he's a he's a great rock singer. I mean, I love what he does. All right, let's get back on the record. So, so I, t- I touched on it before about some of the songs I like. One of the songs that I like the most is the song called "Wild Horses." Um, uh-huh. what, what's what's the backstory on that song? Well, when uh, you know my writing partner and I, Neil Sutron, we wrote all the music to all the songs, and I sent and I sent uh, uh, quality demos uh, to James, and he gravitated to five uh, of the songs. Uh, that being one of them, uh, but the uh, the rest of the material um, was either foreign to him or he just wasn't interested in writing to those songs, uh, which is why I reached out to uh, a number of talented songwriters that I know and are friends, um, and this is why I had Jacob Button um, write lyrics to Don't Call It Love, In the Blood, Mm. which is uh, the video song, uh, Heartbreak City and Devil That You Know, 
which in my mind were always going to be, you know, the first four songs on the record. Um, and there were a couple of songs, um, Change or Die and Insanity, which were a little heavier um, that uh, James wasn't inclined to write to. Uh, so I reached out to Neil Turbin, who's, you know, one of my favorite heavy metal uh, writers, and, uh, and he wrote the lyrics and melodies to those two songs. And then there's the odd blues track, yeah. uh, which uh, I had August Young, who I work with in the Mr. Jimmy band with Jimmy Sakurai. Um, I had him write uh, lyrics and, uh, and melodies to, to that particular song, uh, which turned out really, really well. So what I did is I had them do uh, uh, quality demos with background vocals and everything, uh, and then in turn I sent those over to James. And all he really had to do was was copy what was uh, what was said in front of him because it was already so good. Uh, and I'm grateful to to Jacob and Neil and August because they also added uh, their background vocals to those tracks. You know, I read in a previous interview that you did, and forgive me, I forgot which one it was because I, I read a lot of them. Um, where you had talked about how great, amongst many great things um, about Kevin, is how open-minded he was as far as bringing him songs. Yeah, you know, it, Kevin, it was really funny because when we were uh, when we were about to start recording um, the last record that uh, that Kevin was involved with, sadly, uh, the rehab record, there was a song that uh, there was a song that Neil and I. Um, had written uh, that uh, became Old Habits Die Hard, which is more of a traditional blues song. And I did, I had no idea that Kevin uh, would gravitate to that song. And so I had played him the song because I told him that we were going to pitch it to another artist. And he says, oh, no, you don't. That's fine now. Uh-huh. And, uh, and he stepped up to the plate and did a phenomenal vocal. Uh, to that, so he was always very open to to different styles of music for us to play, and that was a hallmark of everything that that we've tried to do, um, even recording during the uh, '90s and the early 2000s when it was not friendly territory for a band like Quiet Riot. We continued to to release records uh, like uh, 1993's Terror Fox, 1995's down to the bone and then uh and then when we did uh alive and well um and uh, guilty pleasure so you know it's uh it was important to us whether they stole or not whether it was popular or not for us to continue writing new music uh and be creative uh because we know that live people mostly want to hear you know the songs from your back catalog mm-hmm. uh, but that doesn't mean that you have to just stay stuck in that and we kept moving forward and right. we're still doing that and we did that with uh with um road rage and uh, and now with hollywood cowboys you know you've been doing this thing for a long time is it still surreal to you like when you hear like like the other day i heard the song come on feel the noise um and i had somebody who was about 16 or 17 years old i was with us and i said you know that song and that kid said yeah and it's like, isn't that surreal to you? I mean, they, they, all those generations, even the younger kids coming up, still know Quiet Riot music. Yeah, it, you know, it's it's very grateful, and I see that in the audience, too, because I see, you know, the diehard Quiet Riot fans that have been with us since the beginning, uh, 82 and 83, all the way to younger fans that weren't even born when the mm-hmm. mental health record uh, came out. So, you know, we're very fortunate in that regard, and that's why... 
when uh, when we play the songs, you know that that the people are most familiar with most of the songs from uh, uh, from the Mental Health Record and things from Condition Critical and things mm-hmm. from QR Three. You know, we never phone it in because it's you know we have a responsibility to play those songs to the best of our abilities uh, because the fans uh, want to hear those songs and have supported us for so long. Uh, as well as a new fan, so it's uh, it's you know nobody was more surprised than Kevin and I with the success of Quiet Riot because we thought the metal health record was great. We just didn't think that anybody else would think. So. <laughs> well, I, I remember I, I I think we talked about this the first time I saw it to you back in January. The covers what grabbed me before I even heard the music. I bought it because it's, it was just this covers. Yeah, you know the funny thing about the covers if you look at it. You know, if, 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 if you look at that mental health cover in a pedestrian sort of way, okay, so there, there's a guy in a, in, uh, in a uh, red leather straight jacket yeah. in, in a mental asylum. But it was such a low-budget situation that if you look closely at the background, that's not a padded cell. That's a U-Haul blanket. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I remember you and, telling me that's insane. That's so crazy. Yeah, and and the uh, and the straight jacket. Instead of putting him in a traditional straight jacket, I had this red leather uh, motorcycle jacket that I had bought in Scotland in Edinburgh in 1980. And I said, "Well, let's let's just use this and make him a heavy metal fan rather than just you know the typical white um, uh, restraining jacket." And uh, and so it evolved from there. Yeah, I think the second album cover is probably a little a little bit easier on the budget, a little easier for you guys. Well, yeah, you know, the, the ground had been set that, um, you know, we wanted, uh, even from Metal Health, we don't want a picture of the band on the cover. We wanted to have some kind of image that hopefully would become iconic. Yes. And that's where the Metal Mask Man came in. Um, and uh, and we continued to use it uh, through almost all the records that Quiet Ride has released. And it's on the Hollywood Cowboys cover. That is correct. It's even it's even in there, you know. Yeah. And uh, and I you know I love that cover. It's very tongue in cheek. It's very sort of sixties, you know, western movie poster looking. Yeah. Um, a lot of the a lot of the more hardcore fans don't get it because they expected a a more heavy metal uh, album cover. But you know, uh, I'm happy with it. And uh, and at the end of the day, you got to be happy with it before you can uh, hope other people be happy with it too. Yeah, I actually like it. It's got that nice vintage look to it. I like that vintage. I'm sorry, I'm losing you. Oh, can you hear me? Frankie? Barely. Uh-oh. Are you, are, you, are you moving at all? Hold on one second. Yeah, you're almost completely gone at this point. Can you hear me now? Barely. Wow. You want to do a callback? Let me call you right back. Uh, it's much better now. Okay, there you go. That was kind of weird. Can you hear me good? Yeah. Okay. Good deal. Yeah, you know, things things happen. There's things in the in the in the airwaves thing that uh, that you know sprinkle uh, bad dust on things. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you mentioned before that the album drops November eighth. Um, what's what's the what's the touring schedule look like for this record? Well, we've uh, we've only have a few more shows. You know, when you get to the last quarter of the year, things start to wind down. You know, people get involved with with Thanksgiving and the holidays and all of that. So, uh, and of course, uh, when winter sets in, there's yeah. less venues to play because there's uh, all those outdoor venues are out of the question during the winter. So we're you know we're going to finish out the year. I'm going to be playing with the band um, this Saturday. October 26th at the Whiskey, and then there's two more dates on the calendar 
uh, and that'll finish out the year. But we've already uh, started accepting dates for 2020. So really looking forward to going out on the road with Quiet Ride in 2020 and, uh, and promoting the new album uh, and just keep moving forward. That's great, and the fans are looking forward to seeing you. Um, where can where can the um, all the listeners out there follow you guys? Like follow your Twitter and all your social media. Uh, well, I'm I'm definitely on Facebook. Uh, there's two Facebook pages. There's my own personal page, and then there's the Quiet Riot page. And we're on Twitter uh, and on and on with all the social media. Frankie, I really appreciate you doing this interview, man. I really do. Best of uh, health to you. Uh, keep on fighting that thing, brother. I will continue to do so, and uh, and let me tell you all the uh, all the great um, support that I've received just just makes it possible uh, for me to continue fighting a good fight. So I really appreciate it. You guys give me that strength, and uh, Brad is always a pressure uh, a pleasure to chat with you. Absolutely, bud. I want to get you back on, man. Next record, or whenever you're ready to talk about something new, let's get you back on, buddy. All right, and remember the um, the End of Blood video will premiere this Friday, October 25th. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. I hope everybody enjoys it in the spirit that it was meant. There it is, brother. October 25th, y'all. Watch out for that. Thanks, Frank. I appreciate it, bud. All right. Thank you so much, Brad. Be well. Yeah, you too, bud.